Loch Ness Monster exists in Supernatural? Discuss. I wish. Supernatural International Edition. Hello and welcome to Super Hell, aka the Mystery Spotcast, a show where two recovering Supernatural fans subject themselves to a rewatch. We hope you had a wonderful Destiel anniversary last week. Uh, I'm Claudia. My pronouns are she, her. You can find me on social media at Kaludia says, K-A-L-U-D-I-A says. And I am Ollie. Uh, I use any pronouns. My social media is at Ollie Fresh uh, on pretty much every social media platform. It's fresh with a PH. And oh boy, do we have an episode for you today. We're probably going to do two episodes, an episode of the mystery spot cast uh, it makes sense especially with ones that aren't like super dense like season finales will probably do like one episode of or like anything that's super super plot heavy um but we found that like some episodes we just don't have as much to say about um so yeah this week we're gonna do two episodes we're doing episode two which shall remain nameless and episode three dead in the water so yeah um if you're actually re-watching with us sorry um but yeah you want to watch those two episodes before if not welcome back to super hell yeah so to begin talking about uh so episode two i'm gonna call wendy boys because there are certain kinds of beings that you just shouldn't say the name of out loud or just people tend not to because it's just attracts that kind of attention and they're maybe from a culture that is not yours um so people have different you know ways of of addressing that so we will be calling them various names the name of this episode we will be calling it the, the various names uh, yeah. of the if- monster that is present in this yeah. episode if you um, want to look it up like you can you can find it on like the imdb or the wiki or like wherever the show is um it's just this is a symptom of not only supernatural like especially supernatural but also a lot of western media is taking practices and just general things from indigenous cultures and turning it into like a monster or a like cool cryptid or like scary spooky myth when in reality it is not that same context like this monster is in no way shape or form in the same realm as like bigfoot or mothman or anything and a lot of people like to contextualize it that way which is extremely disrespectful but it happens a lot in western media so it's you know it's super unfortunate but we're choosing to treat it with more respect than eric kripke does which is a, a running theme. I feel like it's a good introduction to some of the problems that we will encounter in this yeah. show. They really hit you with it head on with, um, you know, th- this episode is a combination of really interesting characterization for Sam and Dean, like after the stuff in the in the pilot, and then just like rampant problematic bullshit um for the rest of the episodes so you're like yeah "Yeah." and that's pretty much a summary of the entire show so (laughs) yeah and I mean like that's what's weird too we'll talk about it as we get into it but what's really weird is like there's certain stuff that they get like accurate about the story of this creature but they still do it in like the weirdly disrespectful way and it's like how how like pick a side are you gonna be bad or 
are you going to try to actually do your research? Like, what is the what is the answer? I don't understand, but we'll get into it. It's it's like how they are both gay and homophobic. Like it's yeah. Ah, the paradox of supernatural. Something that I want to say is what's very funny. The episode starts with like a two minute long. Here's what you missed last week. And it just is summarizing the first episode. And it's so dramatic. Like it has like words on the screen. It's like two brothers coming back to find what happened to their mother 22 years ago, interspersed with cuts of the first episode. Well, to be to be fair, like this was a new show on broadcast TV that maybe you hadn't recorded it or whatever. And so like if you caught this or what, like, you know, it's actually it was a good marketing strategy. Like they like they had to be like, all right, this is a new show. Maybe people have didn't catch the first episode and they don't know what it's about. Whatever. We don't have social media. I mean, like there's that is true. But like it's very like it's very like we know that not everybody has caught the first episode, whatever, like that people have to know what's what um i mean the here's what you missed on glee and and then if that kind of becomes like a big feature of supernatural like the road so far montages are a part of the deal so it's kind of the beginning of an era to be fair yeah that is true no it's just i would definitely recommend if you are not re-watching with us um just if you go on Netflix or whatever website that has it, just watch like the first like two minutes just because it's it's extremely funny. Like for the time, it wasn't really. But for now, where we can just like look up what happened, it's very powerful. I'm um, also speaking of uh, here's what you missed on Glee. Um, but when I turned the, I turned this on, uh, the episode starts with a like the episode cold open, which is before the like title of the show pops up it starts with these like three guys who are camping one guy two guys are like playing some sort of competitive game on their nintendo ds's together very powerful extremely powerful yeah timeless (laughs) and one of these gentlemen is cory monteith the the star of glee so i did see him and i was like cory you're here um it was a lot. I, I've only rewatched this. I, I think I showed like the first three seasons of this show to a friend of mine in college after I had initially watched it. So I have only rewatched it once. So I, but again, I did have the Corey Monteith kind of yeah. moment. I was like, um, bestie, get out of here. Um, So we see these two gentlemen playing with their Nintendo DSs. Then we cut to this other gentleman who is recording on his cell phone a video that's like hey Haley we're still out camping in Black Ridge or on Blackwater Ridge having a great time see you soon keep you updated goodbye and then he turns off the video the fuck is it a flip phone (laughs) it's not a flip phone but it's like one of those like phones that still had the buttons it was really chunky but it wasn't a oh, it was like phone. a satellite phone. It was a satellite phone. Yes. <laughs> so then um, there's like this sort of moment where all three of these special little guys get taken. Uh, there's a monster, perhaps a bear, maybe 
we don't see it. It's just shadows and it moves very fast. And Corey Monteith walks into uh, the guy who was recording's little tent and he's like, hey, dude, something's wrong. And then he gets just absolutely snatched away. Then we get the dramatic orchestral beat and then it's the title screen. It's like supernatural. And I'm like, yeah, it was pretty supernatural. I, I do have to say the the cold opens on Supernatural are always just they're always just a time you go like wow I do love a procedural um <laughs> yeah no I will say like as much as we're making fun of it it was very good like it definitely set the tone um despite the this is my problem despite the issues that this episode has it's actually like very enjoyable it's it's well that's that's the whole damn show <laughs> yeah unfortunately um but so yeah sam and dean they basically go there because it's one of the coordinates in their father's journal from the last episode um so they're like where in the world is carmen san diego (laughs) the 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 way that it starts is with sam actually going to jess's grave and kind of going all out crying in her grave like the whole deal um and what i didn't know was that they are in palo alto (laughs) Oh my god. <laughs> and this just made me feel like if Sam had gone to law school there as well, that would have been like corporate tech lawyer Sam Winchester. <laughs> I just, I still think about like POV, you're at a college party and Sam Winchester approaches you to talk about NFTs. Sam does have his Anakin Skywalker kind of dream. <laughs> oh my god. It is literally an Anakin Skywalker dream <laughs> where like, like, oh, my wife keeps dying. <laughs> He's he's at Jess's grave and he's like crying and then he leans down and he's like, I'm so sorry. I should have told you I should have protected you. And he reaches down to put some flowers down and an arm shoots out from the grave and then he wakes up and he's sitting in the um, passenger seat of the car and Dean's driving. He's like, hey, are you okay?" And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. I would just like to find dad so that we can find the thing that killed my girlfriend. And Dean's like, do you want to drive? Like, would that help maybe take your mind off things? And Sam's like, you never let me drive before. And in my head, when Sam said that, I was like, yeah, probably because, like, the last time he really was hanging out with Dean, he was between the ages of, like, 16 and 18. So, like, yeah, I probably wouldn't have let my teenage brother drive my vintage car either. To be fair, John probably did make Dean drive when he was, like, 12. That is true. You drive. The idea of Dean Winchester oh getting getting arrested for, for, like, traffic violations as opposed to, like, the actual, like, illegal stuff he's doing, like, like carrying, Ill- like, unregistered weapons and that sort of thing is very funny. It's very much getting Al Capone on tax, uh, like, on tax <laughs> law. Um, but, yeah, so they are driving to um, Blackwater Ridge in Colorado, which, um, for your reference, is in, like, sort of like western like western Colorado they go to uh, Sam is looking at the map and he's like it's really weird there's literally nothing here so Dean's like well maybe dad's like waiting for us or something because dad wanted us to go to these coordinates it's in his journal so they go to like the park ranger station that's like near these coordinates and they go in and they're looking at the map and a park ranger Ranger Wilkinson approaches them and is like, hey, can I help you guys? And they're like, uh, we're college students from UC, uh, UC Boulder. And 
and we're doing we're a page- environmental studies. <laughs> yeah, we're environmental <laughs> studies majors from UC Boulder, and we're here to do a paper. And the 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 park rangers immediately like that is not true. And he's like, POV, you-, you are in an environmental studies class with Jensen Ackles. <laughs> I Jared <laughs> I'm like I just the idea I'm so sorry no offense to Jensen Ackles this is not about him but the idea of Dean Winchester writing an essay is extremely funny to me um as someone who's written many essays in my life the idea of him being like hey Sammy what's my thesis statement is very <laughs> funny the funny part is like that is something that Sam would say yeah can you even read sorry to the dean stands listening to this for me calling him stupid he's not stupid he just say he's he's got street smarts uh also i will say as someone who does unfortunately unironically stand dean winchester um as horrible as he can be and as much of a misogynist as he is he's just a funky little guy um and this episode really does show that okay but he's little to me so yeah so the the park rangers like you guys are not in college i can tell which is very funny but he's like you guys must be friend of Haley, um because she won't stop calling and deed's like yes we are friends of Haley. wow yeah and he's like yeah well you know like here's her brother's park permit like he's permitted to be here camping for another couple days she keeps calling asking like like something's wrong like he's missing but there's i can't report it because he's not supposed to be back for another couple days so yeah and dean's like can we see the the like his what did he call it his like registration i guess that he's gonna be out for the next couple days so that we can show it to his sister so she stops worrying and the park ranger's like yeah sure which is very funny because i don't think he's allowed to just give out documentation like that but say lovey so he- this is I, I, what you start to realize in the first season of Supernatural is that actually a lot of this does make sense because they are two white guys and white guys who talk to white guys, they do just get things um, like, yeah, because like sometimes you're like, how the fuck? And then you're like, ah, oh, wait a minute. That just does happen. Uh. Yeah. So. um, So they get this paper and it shows that Tommy Collins the name of this this special little guy um it says that he's not supposed to be back for like a couple of days and that he and his friends are out camping in the in the um in the park so he's like oh okay well let's go talk to his sister because maybe she has an idea of what's going on and while they're going there um to go to this Haley Collins is the name of the sister while they're on their way to Haley's house Sam and Jean have this little confrontation where Sam is like, why are we even doing this? Dad's probably not even here. And Dean's like, because we want to help people. Like, obviously something's going on here. Dad would probably want us to, like, help people and, like, do the right thing. Dean does have a little moment where he's like, okay, I know I was kind of a silly, goofy boy in the first episode who didn't show a lot of regard for others. But, like, I actually do care about other people. So, Sam, maybe you can chill with the um, with the revenge plot you're on. I know you're sad about Jess. Me too. I want to find dad, but calm down. 
to be fair to Sam, um, it's not that he eventually does become a demon and the vessel for Lucifer. Um, it is because he it lived in Palo Alto for so long and was going to become a tech bro. And that's kind of the same thing. So like that's why he has no regard for human life. Tech bro Sam Winchester does like deeply change how I view his character. Um, <laughs> but so so they're driving and they're having this little headbutting moment they go to this woman's house and she's a beautiful young woman um and they're like hey girl is your sister missing and she's or is your oh my god so sorry i just misgendered tommy collins they're like, oh my god trans tommy collins congrats i hate you um so she's like oh is your brother missing and she's like yeah my brother's missing um he usually checks in via phone like every day at least and he stopped sending videos about like three days ago and he has a satellite phone so he should have been able to contact me so there's no reason he wouldn't have service and she informs them that they have hired a a guide who's going to take them into um into the park to go try to find him so they leave and they're like well something's going on with tommy so they decide to do a little bit of research, which is always like a fun portion of this show when they do the research. They find out that people go missing in Blackwater in the park uh, at regular intervals every 23 years. Um, they also see the video that Tommy had sent Haley, his sister. She had sent it to them because they were like, hey, just so like were park rangers they said that they were from park rangers which is why she let them in which is funny they had fake ids and everything it was very cute so they decided to go do some research um earlier they had told Haley um that they were from the park service and that's why they were visiting her so she sent them some videos that her brother had sent and she sent them the last one that he had sent which was the one that we know the viewer was the one he had recorded right before he and his friends got taken by the monster monster um but they watch the video they find out that there's something in the background going really really fast like behind the tent and they're like well, that's probably not a bear a bear cannot go that fast probably computer enhance <laughs> yeah it literally is a computer enhanced moment um they also find out that people go missing in blackwater at regular intervals every 23 years. So that's like their buzz numbers. Like, okay, every 23 years, a bunch of people go missing in this area. Um, and there's something in the background of this video going real fast. They look up the last- Oh my God, it's Sonic the Hedgehog. No, not Sonic. That's what I'm calling the monster in um, <laughs> this episode. No, it's Shadow, it's Shadow, it's Shadow. It literally is Shadow because it is a big shadow behind the tent that they see going really fast. <laughs> They're like, Which oh no, knuckles. it's the ultimate life form. So so they look up the last instance of like this attack and they find out that there was a guy who survived, like he was a child when it happened, but it happened in 1958. So they go visit this old man and they're like, hey, so um, what happened when you guys got attacked by quote unquote a bear and no one else survived except for you? And he's like, yeah, my parents died. Literally everyone died. Um, it was absolutely not a bear. Whatever the creature was, it didn't like break down the door of the cabin we were staying in. It like unlocked the cabin door and then made a noise like nothing I've ever heard before. Definitely not a bear. Um, 
he does specifically say that it moved like lightning, like lightning fast. Um, it's a little spooky. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what they know before really going into going into their main mission. Yeah, and then they and then they head into the woods and they meet they meet the the sisters party basically in the woods, right? So they like yeah, they pull up to go to um to go to the the uh, park to go and be like, okay, let's figure out what has happened. They roll up like to the entrance and Haley, the sister, Ben, who's the little brother of Haley and Tommy, Tommy's the one who's missing, and their guide, whose name is Roy, and they're setting out to go find Tommy's campsite. Um, and Sam and Dean are like, hey, besties, we're going to come too. And the guide is like, um, hey, who are you? And they're like, we, and Haley's like, they're park rangers. They're the only ones the ranger service has to offer. And they're like, yep, we're coming with you. And there's an extremely funny line where Haley's like, you guys are going to be like coming with us in jeans and biker boots. Like that's what your guys are going to wear to like hike. And she's like, what about provisions? You guys don't have any supplies. And he's like, yeah, I do. And he has a bag of peanut M&Ms that he's eating. It's so funny because he's like, yeah, don't worry. I'm not going to starve on the trail. I have peanut M&Ms. That's honestly me, though. Yeah. Like, have you eaten today? And I'm like, I ate a piece of bread. Yeah. It's like, oh, have you eaten today? I'm like, I had a Rice Krispie treat for breakfast, so I'm basically good. That's Steed Winchester core. Yes, my mentally ill king. She really does, like, clock them immediately. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, girl, you've got to know something's up. I, I really actually do like Haley a lot. This is a thing that happens a lot in this part of the show is that the side characters are and like not necessarily the side characters I don't know what you would call them like the one episode like plot heavy characters are really interesting and like quite good at acting they're very realistic of like I don't that doesn't make any sense (laughs) yeah and she had also established earlier that like their parents are gone it's just her and her brothers so it's very like she she does portray like the head of house very well because she's like she's i don't care bossing. she is a girl boss she's like i just want to find my brother i don't care what anyone else has to say um so they go to the campsite and it's totally destroyed their tents are ripped their equipment's damaged it's oh, all no our campsite it's broken (laughs) literally that's what happened like they walk up and there's like blood everywhere and it's like oh my god tommy and i was like i don't i hope tommy's not dead i actually it's been like 20 minutes since the beginning of the show i don't even remember if he survived um and then they hear a scream and there's a guy and he's like help me help our table it's broken no he doesn't (laughs) does kind of sound like that though oh no help i'm broken but um (laughs) so then sam and dean uh run after whatever the person screaming was and roy runs after with them and um Haley and ben run too and there's no one there. And they're like, oh, that was weird. So they go back to the campsite and their packs have been taken. Like their, their backpacks and stuff, their supplies. And Roy, who's their guide, is like, no, not my, they've taken my satellite phone. Now I'm not going to be able to get in contact with anyone. 
Um, happy to know he had a satellite phone. They talk about that a lot in this episode. And they were really trying to cover their bases of like plot plot holes. They were like, "This is going to be tight. Like you can't you can't tell us there was another way for them to solve this." Yeah, they're like, "There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with this episode. It's going to be airtight." Well, oopsies. <laughs> um. So then, with the help of their father's journal, they realize that they are facing this monster that we do not want to say the name of um does sam so sam like after they hear the voice whatever i, I what like they like they're like he's like dean can i like talk to you for a second and they like go off on their own right so yeah they go off they go off to the side whatever and sam is like i've connected the dots and he's flipping through whatever and he's like okay so i think we're facing a wendy boy etc cetera, etc cetera. and so what we have what we brought with us i think they brought like silver bullets and stuff like that i don't think that's gonna help at all and dean's like fuck and then dean's like um like that doesn't make any sense like they usually are more south of here whatever and this is where we get into a bit of a a bit of a problem (laughs) yeah because so dean's so dean's like so so the the myth of this this guy um and this is actually true like with the real life like um stories about this creature are that it generally appears in like mid like midwest like northern areas so he specifically says um like minnesota and northern michigan because and canada also yeah and canada because that's where like the indigenous stories of this this thing come from so that is actually like somewhat accurate and then they're like oh and it can mimic a human a human voice so that's like those are like two big things from this guy um so they are like oh we have figured out what it is this wendy boy can mimic human voices it runs really fast um it is a person who became a cannibal to survive and the more they ate the closer they became to this this creature and they had to eat human meat and they become insatiably hungry and they can keep victims alive so that they have something to feed on and they feed every 23 years. So it's interesting because some of this stuff is accurate to the actual story of these creatures. And some of it is like, is it though? But while they're doing this, Sam is kind of like, I don't really understand this is this is ridiculous dad's obviously not here and dean says his fun little line uh this is the this is the line that you've probably seen a million gifts of whatever where he's like you know saving people hunting things the family business um and it's it's just so hateful that this is in this episode (laughs) yeah it's like it's like this deep thing of dean and it's also dean's like characterization as like actually the big brother who's like hey sam like i know you're facing trouble as i know you're upset but like this is the right thing to do and this is not only what dad would want us to do but it's like the good it's what we should do is like we're gonna save people we're saving people hunting things the family business um so then they go back to the group and are like, okay, 
in order to protect everyone, we're going to draw Anasazi symbols around the campground. And for those of you who don't know, the <sighs> Anasazi are uh, an indigenous group that was from like the Four Corners region of the United States. So it's like you, it's like southeastern Utah, northeastern Arizona, northwestern Mexico, and southwestern Colorado. So like a little bit, it, it almost makes sense for it to be in this area. But this area, like, but not with this, not this with the, like creature. It's it's yeah. all they were just like we're mixing and matching. It was like, yeah, this, this creature is not a part of Anasazi, like Anasazi legend. No, it's uh, Anishinaabe. So yeah, so <laughs> great. They create they draw symbols on the ground around the campsite, and they're like, okay, let's make camp here. These will protect us during the night, so nothing is gonna get us. Um, it's and, basically a bad plot device. Oh they, yeah, they they use it the same way. I mean, and this is kind of a part of the problem. Like when they copy and paste things from cultures they do not understand. Uh, like they, it's the same thing that they do when they're like, oh, I'm gonna do a circle of salt to keep out the uh, the ghosts or whatever, whatever. It's like no, it's not all the same. Like stop. Like they just yeah. They just, Mix and match. It's also like it's also one of those things where like you could have just said like oh we're gonna draw some symbols of protection like you didn't have to specify that it was Anasazi like it's yeah you anyway just been like oh like dad you know dad this... some, has always has some stuff in his book that will get up like you didn't have to you know yeah you right, have fine. dad's journal right there you could have just said like oh this was in dad's journal about protecting from it anyway um. While they're with the group, they're like, hey, guys, here's what's happening. And Haley and Ben are like, that's ridiculous. But like, obviously, I guess, you know, more than we do. And something weird's out here. And Roy, who's the guide, is like, you guys are so stupid. This is not real. This is ridiculous. And he's like, oh, OK, the symbols are going to protect us, whatever. Just like being like the tri- the 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 epitome of like the skeptic in a in a weird like scary movie then once again they hear someone being like help help me uh in the woods and dean and sam are like oh my god everyone stay in the campsite stay behind the symbols don't go and roy's like somebody needs help and he leaves and they're like roy no so they run after roy um and roy gets like pulled up into a tree and maimed and disappears and they're like okay well and then they run back and or stay in the campsite yeah it's very like it's very traditional horror movie where people are getting like picked off one by one yeah um and so i think it's the next day where they're like hey so monsters are real they do the monsters are yeah. real talk which they don't do often on the show um they have to do it sometimes like i think the rule on this show is very much like they try not to do the hey monsters are real uh talk with people unless the people themselves have like seen it and are yeah. kind of starting to lose it um because otherwise they're like yeah that's gonna be a lot for somebody so 
I, they yeah. they do have the talk, I believe, with Haley, whatever. Yeah. And this is when they're like, oh, Wendy boy means evil that devours and this is what they are and whatever. And then Dean has a very weird sentence that he says that I do not like. Um, he's like, yeah, they could have been a prospector or a miner or an Indian. You're like, I'm sorry, in a what? Yeah. Um, I'm like, I know this was, this came out in 2005, but like, no, that was not, that was not good. It's, it's one of those 1950s. Jesus. Yeah. It's one of those things too, where I'm like, okay, I realized that it was, I keep being like, oh, it was like a quote unquote different time. It was 2005. It was not that long ago, but it's still just like, dude, come on. Anyway. Um, so he says that and Haley is like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Also, like that, that thing is pretty powerful. I am very upset. And Dean's like, hey, Tommy could still be alive. Like they, they hibernate, they store their food. So we might be able to follow the trail. Um, but the only way to kill it is if we set it on fire. And she's like, okay, well, I don't want to leave without my brother. So let's figure out what's going on. So yeah, he does he does arm himself with Molotov cocktails. Yeah, I'm like, okay, <laughs> like all right, King, like let's go. Um so they and are like Christina Winchester. Hey, <laughs> he said a cab in the earlier episode and now he's an anarchist. He is truly it's impossible to understand this man. So they get their Molotov cocktails and they go to follow the monster's trail cuz they're like, okay, it left behind this bloody trail um and it took our it took roy so maybe we can try to figure out where it took him so they go to follow the trail with their molotov cocktails and roy's dead body just fall from a tree and they're like oh my god roy's dead and Haley's like, like okay ah, well, i could have dropped my croissant yeah and Haley's like okay well roy is dead i don't like that and he's like well tommy could still be alive and then the the wendy boy appears causes everyone to scatter and captures Haley and Dean. Uh, So Sam and Ben, who's the brother, are like, oh my God, what do we do? And they find a trail of peanut M&Ms that Dean left behind for them to follow the peanut M&Ms that he had brought with him into the forest earlier. So they have to, it's very (laughs) Hansel and Gretel. Um... So yeah, so they they follow this trail of little of Pennut Numinums, and they find Dean and Haley, um, and Tommy hanging from the ceiling of an abandoned mine, and they cut them loose. And they're like, "Oh my god, are you guys okay?" Also, Sam does have this like epic moment with teen brother Ben, who's just like, just a little guy who's like, "I don't know what to do," and Sam's like, "Okay, we got this, bestie." And it's very sweet. Well, because the whole episode, if you haven't caught on yet, is supposed to be like a metaphor for like, I'm just trying to find my brother just like Sam is. It's like, it's very, it's very heavy handed, but you're like, all right, oh, we get it. Uh, because he's like, oh, the younger brother is going to find the older brother. And you're like, okay, all right. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Eric. As if we weren't, as if we couldn't understand. Um, so we find them. Uh, they they cut Dean and Haley down and they find their stolen supplies and Dean's like, oh, great. There's two flare guns in here. You guys take 
he's like, Sam, you take all of our fun little normal people besties out and I'm going to explode the, the, uh, explode the bad guy. Um, and as they're leaving the, the Wendy boy does follow Sam and corners the group, but then Dean shows up behind and shoots his flare gun at it and it bursts into flames and basically explodes. And then they're like, okay, let's leave. Then they get back like topside and they go back to like society and we see a scene of like the police and like of the an ambulance and we it's like a um a clip of the camera just kind of like going through this scene and we see bro- little brother Ben being like it was the biggest grizzly bear ever that attacked so it was like 800 pounds it was huge um so they made up this story about it being a bear um yeah and then Haley's like hey Dean thanks for helping me save my brother and Dean's like yeah girl you know yeah baby girl you know I don't mind I'm happy to do it (laughs) um it was much more sincere than that um this is this is what begins a long string of Dean flirts with the girl of the week and it's like honey you are gay uh- <laughs> yeah like i hate to tell you this but you're experiencing compet um like he he is bisexual for sure but also like you are overcompensating so much like, yeah he- uh, to be fair though in this episode you do actually like learn to love dean because i think in the first episode he's kind of like a shithead but like on purpose like that's the point but in this episode he's actually just like He's like a big brother who's like, we got it figured out. Don't worry, we're going to do it. But then he's yeah. like, hey, woman. He's like, how do you do, fellow heterosexual? <laughs> so then so then Haley's like, okay, I'm leaving. I'm going to go into the ambulance with Tommy and we're going to go to the hospital. Thanks for helping me say my brother goodbye. And then she leaves and Dean's like, dang, I hate camping. Sam, let's find our dad. We're going to find him. Like, it's gonna be okay we're gonna find him we're gonna find the thing that killed Jess like you're all good and Sam's like yeah you're right no I thought about it and like we should help people while we look for dad it's you know it's the best thing for us to do but in the meantime I'm driving and Dean's like ho ho just like I said earlier in the episode and then the, the show ends it's and it's it, it is also like thus begins we uh, we say we don't talk about our feelings yet every episode we talk about our feelings either leaning up against the car or in the car yeah um and we have the same conversation for 15 seasons um so it, it was it's very funny to watch where they're like he's like yeah i guess you know i thought about it and i'm like you know, instead of going to kill a Wendy boy in the woods, you could just go to therapy, but... <laughs> yeah, I'm like, look, you did do a good job in saving people, but, like, maybe, maybe, like, maybe take a nap. You know, drink some water. Talk to someone. This would be such a good episode if they just used a different creature. They literally, like, like <laughs> also, like... There were no moments in this episode where I was like, that has to be this. Like, they could have just said, oh, it's a weird monster that eats people. It's so weird and disrespectful, but the episode is good, question mark. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it has a lot of really interesting themes. And, like, again, it's really the first episode where we get into, like, the real, like, Monster of the Week stuff. And we see 
Dean being a big brother. And like the next, the other episode we're going to talk about too has a lot of like really epic Dean moments. And I'm just like, I wish this episode was not like this. It's it's also, I think it's also a product of not just its time, but of like we were talking about earlier of like how Western or <laughs> oppressor cultures in general use certain, like there are certain stories and certain creatures and whatever that like a lot of horror will use or like that so it like it probably people be like oh maybe they didn't need to do it on purpose like there's a lot of shows that'll do uh, or movies that'll do something about a wendy boy or whatever and like yeah it's so ingrained into western popular culture to use specific monsters um that like it you they own they're like oh we're making a supernatural show that takes place in you know the wilderness of the united states we must include these monsters there's a piece in when i was researching a little bit about this actual of this actual creatures creature and story about it of like how there's a there is a dissonance between what this creature means uh now that it has been taken by settlers and made into something else versus the other version of it the version that is the bastardized version uh represents a lot of like greed and you know colonialism and stuff like that we uh we did go with oh it's a it's a scary monster that does eat people um when there sometimes there can be a deeper meaning to it um deeper meaning in supernatural (laughs) no Um, which is the third episode of Supernatural, is called Dead in the Water. Um, and this one is actually a pretty classic episode. This one is, I remember this was like one of my favorite, like early on episodes. Very emblematic of when this show is like really good and in its formula. Um, I will say, I will add, this episode is really, really, really good. Like after this episode was over, like I was like, dang, maybe I do like this show because the the acting is superb like not only from uh Jared and Jensen but also from like all of the other characters in this episode like it's just it's so enjoyable and it was also written by two women yeah Um, and I believe one of them went on to create the magicians um the a this episode also I believe when I watched it the first time, this was the one where I was like, hmm, I kind of like this show, um, <laughs> which is hateful. Um, but this is also the episode where I remembered, oh, I forgot this show is scary because I remember when I, I'm not a horror person. So when Super Hulak was popular, I waited a really long time to watch Supernatural because I was like, oh, it's scary. Like, I don't want to watch it. Um, <laughs> so like. When I watched the first couple seasons and I was watching it, I was like, oh, I'm legitimately scared. And now looking back, I'm like, no, it's the the stupid campy angel show, whatever. And now I'm like, oh, the first couple seasons, there are legitimately scary things in this show. They did. Oh, and this episode specifically did freak me out. I do have a fear of open water, lakes with dark water, whatever. And that is exactly what this episode is about. Um, So this is my worst nightmare. Um... So I was like, oh, this show is scary. But this also, this also, this 
episode also has what we liked about the previous one, which has good characterization. Um, the last one is like, oh, I'm a brother, or I'm a sibling, and I'm going to look for my sibling, or I'm going to look for my father, kind of a Sam situation, although we get a lot of Dean. Uh, and this is very much a Dean-centric episode. Um, so yeah, they really realized they were like, we made Dean look kind of too annoying in the first episode. We need to make him a bit more likable. Um, yeah. It's, it's very, um, this other piece of this, this episode is very much of like a whodunit also. Like there are some that are very like monster of the week, whatever monster of the week. And we're figuring out the, the thing a puzzle if you will or we're or we're learning something about a new monster or whatever this is a whodunit um some of the best supernatural episodes i think are the ones where it's like maybe the humans were the monster <laughs> no i agree completely um, i also think there's something very funny about being like in this world where there's i mean it's not just funny it's also like like it's basic but it can be very poignant depending on how well you do it of being like in a world where there are supernatural elements and there are legitimate like monsters and demons and that sort of thing the thing that creates everything is man i i just think it's done really well especially in this episode at the end of this episode you do feel like bad and not bad in like a bad bad way not like oh i wish i didn't watch that but you're like oh this felt extremely real yeah you're like wow this is fucking sad so the cold open in this episode oh my God, the is girl in the fucking house that looks like a looks like a like it's like a set. So there's this girl and she wakes up and she comes downstairs and she's like, good morning, daddy. And she like gives her dad a little kiss on the cheek and he's sitting at the table reading his paper or whatever he's doing. And her brother's like, oh, you're always working out. Dudes don't like buff chicks. And she's like, well, girls don't like dudes who live at home. And then it's very powerful. Yeah. Then he kind of laughs at her and they laugh and it's clearly like, oh, it's the dad, the brother and the daughter. And they have this nice little relationship. Then she goes down to like the pier on this lake and she dives in and she's just like swimming around. Um, and then she just gets totally dragged underwater. And then it's like, ha, supernatural. Here's the title screen. And you're like, um, I work. You're like, this is my worst fear. Um, it's yeah. very, very scary. Um, I don't know. I'm not like, I, my fear, I'm, I watch a decent amount of horror. I don't get scared very easily by this kind of stuff. Um, so I was not like scared, but I was deeply troubled. Like it was a very like suspenseful, well-written like scene. And what's also really nice too is like there is music but there's not a lot of music in this episode, yeah. like a lot of like um, score. A lot of it is just like the sound of water. And I feel like that is very, very spooky. Yeah. So do do Sam and Dean, is this another one that's in the journal or they just like find this one like in the newspaper or something? I can't remember. Yeah. So they're at like a bar. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so they're at a bar and this girl walks up and she's the waitress is like, can I get you anything else? And her whole like boobs are out. And Dean's like, uh-huh. and Sam's like, no, just the check, please. It's it's also very funny to me to see the evolution of Dean's taste. <laughs> just, I also like I do also like Dean being like, look at girls, but that's what that's what men do. Right. He's very much choosing to be attracted to this woman. No, but I digress. Sam is like. 
Sam is like, we'll just take the check, please. And he's like, you know, Sam, we're allowed to have fun. And Sam's like, okay, whatever. Sam's and- like, um, this woman is at work. So then Dean puts down um a paper and he's like, all right, dude, calm down. Look here, like this is the third drowning victim in the last year whose body hasn't been recovered from the lake. You get the classic Sam. So get this, um, which is how pretty much every episode starts with Sam being like, so I was doing some research. Um, but Dean is the one who found this one. Yeah, 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 that's true. He's a little smart, little smart, the smart guy. Yeah, I mean, they're both actually quite good at research. It becomes later on, it becomes that Sam is like the tech guy, but they're both really good at research and like basically spotting patterns that are kind of off so that you could go check it out and see if it's a supernatural phenomenon. Oh my God, just um, like the show, Supernatural. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> um. So... This is when they also pose as federal wildlife officers in this one. Again, they are not dressed up. They are just wearing their normal fucking clothes. And they're in their mid-twenties. Um, at this point, Dean is younger than me. Um, <laughs> and Sam is he's tall so i think he has tall boy privilege but well, he they is... both are they both are i mean yeah dean but is... sam is but there's a problem standing next to sam dean does not look that tall well this is a general supernatural problem because dean sam and castiel are all incredibly tall people but yeah because jared because dean and sam are both extremely tall um, it, like your perspective is it, there's like a forced perspective Hobbit situation going on <laughs> on Supernatural all the time. No, like- <laughs> truly, because that's the thing. I think Jared Padalecki is what six four. Jensen Ackles is six two. And Misha Collins is six one. So all of these yeah, men are over Misha six Collins feet tall. Small. <laughs> but anyway, so also literally everyone they interact with looks very tiny. Um, but. So, <laughs> yeah, so they show up as federal wildlife officers. Um, this also starts a trend of when they try to pretend to be people. Usually, I feel like they try to match it up with their fake IDs, but I don't know if they had fake IDs this time. They were just like, Hi, we're agents Hamill and Ford. Epic Star Wars reference, which is also extremely funny because it has been said by I believe Eric Kripke did say that he based Sam and Dean off of. Dean as Han Solo and Sam as Luke Skywalker. Sorry, um, small twink Luke Skywalker as Sam Winchester is quite possibly makes me feel insane. Those characters aren't like each other at all. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, I do also like the idea of, of Luke Skywalker going to college because canonically he does want to go to school. He does. He so does. it is, it does kind of he make wants sense. To go, it is true. He does want to go to school. Yeah. And then everything gets kind of blown up. Everything gets caught on fire. <laughs> oh my God. Also, I do think it's very funny. The idea of Dean is Obi-Wan. <laughs> <laughs> Han Solo, dad's been on a hunting trip for a few days. Han Solo's like, Alderaan's been on a hunting trip for a few days. <laughs> no, that's Leia. Um, uh, Vader's been on a hunting trip for a few days. Oh my god. But um, also, I- hey, wait, does this make Bobby Obi-Wan? Get the fuck out. <laughs> um, so yeah, anyways, they introduce themselves. This is also a trend that um, Supernatural does um, where they have increasingly funny um, names that they use for themselves. Um, 
that are often they're often music based because Dean is like into classic rock. Um, so they're often music based. So this is one of the few times that I think that they're actors or whatever. Um, I know one time, didn't they do like Bowie and Mercury at one point? Like I'm pretty sure. Like they do stuff that's like any normal person would be like, excuse me. Like, I know you did not just say that your name was that. Like, it's, it's it's very funny. Um, and I did think about it all the time. That is not the plot of the goddamn episode, though. So. It might as well be. Like, actually, the plot of this episode is um, A New Hope. Anyway. <laughs> oh, my um, God. So they do go in and they talk to the sheriff. Um, his name is Jake Devins. Um, and basically, the guy is like, yeah, listen. And um, we've like dredged this fucking lake. We've done fucking sonar. Um, we've haven't found anything, and the lake is gonna drain anyway because um, the local dam that basically creates this small lake is leaking anyway. Um, and he's like, you guys should know that because you're in the wildlife service and they're like yeah yeah of course yeah. Like, do we know? this is one of those situations where i'm like i really need sam to be the one who takes the lead because dean is the most unconvincing liar and i think he is like he does eventually in the universe of the show i guess he's a good liar but to the watcher he's like yep we absolutely knew about that and i'm like hey bestie you realize that you look so, so disingenuous right now. Like, it happens all the time where Dean will say something, and I'm like, dude, if I heard someone say that in my real life, I would be like, I need to call the local authorities because you, I don't, you are doing this. They are two white guys. Like, they're. they're, Once again, very true. They're two white guys talking to another white guy who was like, yeah, I'll trust these random dudes. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Um... They're also tall. They have tall privilege. Yeah. I. If we're talking about, like, Sam eventually does have this, and he does, the, he did this in the first episode. We did talk about this, this thing of, like, where he starts to talk to people and they start to trust him and they tell him shit. Um, yeah. Which is I, a thing that my dad yeah. does a lot. Um, oh, my God. Claudia Winchester. No. Get, get me the fuck out of here. Wait, am I the blurry kid? <laughs> You're Dean Jr. No! <laughs> I'm the blurry child. The reason I joke about this is it is a real thing. So my dad, you know, he has a business like as a contractor, he goes to people's places and he fixes things. And so he's like in people's houses and he goes all over and people just tell him shit. And he's like, I didn't ask, number one. And number two, um, you know, okay, fine. Let me start asking you questions. So when we're like, yeah, this doesn't make any sense. I'm like, actually... Yeah, it does. Um, eventually, it, it does. Yeah. I do um, feel like Sam also has one of those faces that I'm like, yeah, like I, you don't seem malicious, especially yeah. in this episode, because he is supposed to be fully like 22. So he does kind of have a baby face. So you're like, you're, you're not capable of doing nasty things. Yeah. You're just um, a little guy. Yeah. And also, also cops are bad at their jobs. So you know what? They will just give information yeah. to random people who pretend to be the wildlife service. Yeah. Um. So so they're in the sheriff's office. He's telling them all this stuff. And then the sheriff's daughter comes in with her son. Um. And once again, we have our traditionally attractive white woman with dark hair um, on Supernatural wearing a Henley because this is the mid 2000s. Um, also, she's played by Amy Acker, who I am like to have been deeply in love with for a while. Like Um, I, I, I saw this, I was watching this at maybe like one in the morning. And when she came on, I was like, Amy, I was, 
I she is such a good actress. She gave her all in this episode. She really does. And Dean immediately like tries to flirt with her and she's like, so anyway, um <laughs> Yeah. And um she brings in her son and we'll, I'll talk about this a little bit, but like her son is very much the trope of like small disturbed child who's probably neurodivergent in a horror film which is also it's very problematic um yeah it is it does have like a very this episode has a really weird relationship with like ptsd and dealing with trauma they don't treat it as like oh he's some like demon possessed child they treat it as like this kid has had something bad happen to him and like eventually dean empathizes with him it's actually not so bad yeah um and they're like oh he hasn't talked in a while whatever and i'm like because he's traumatized and yeah like, oh that's actually not too bad yeah um, so they so they do say like um like oh he's they, they are like oh can you take us to a hotel and she's like yeah yeah and and she 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 is like yeah there's one like two blocks away and he's like can you walk us there and she's like you need me to walk you two fucking blocks and she's like fine like whatever yeah and so she's like all right i'll be back later um oh as they're walking there um dean's like i love kids your kid's great and she's like yeah my kid is traumatized (laughs) um he is having he has not talked in like like literal years and then sam is like you i think the line is sam is like name a child <laughs> no he says so sam says name five children that you know and i'm like sir you're really gatekeeping children um he said for a dollar name a child he and dean's like why would i know children i don't know any children dean's um, like, i don't have any adult friends <laughs> yeah he's like i can't even name an adult that i know <laughs> other than like, like you and dad <laughs> um which is it's very funny um also having like seen the whole show it's very funny because like he does adopt a child oh um but while they're walking home um andrea is like yeah six people have disappeared in lake manitowoc which is the lake that we saw the girl drown in in the beginning of the episode andrea is the mother of the boy lucas so andrea is the daughter of the sheriff lucas is the sheriff's grandson and andrea's son and he does not talk and andrea is like yeah it's messed up um so sam and dean do their research and they find out that lucas saw his dad die like witnessed his dad die in the lake and he hasn't talked since yeah it's it's very awful so sam and dean decided to go talk to the kid and talk to andrea um they find them at a park and this is where we have like a little bit of an emotional dean moment and like as somebody who has now finished the series and has a lot of emotions about what they did to dean and whatever like i did experience a genuine emotion here um because dean goes into this whole little speech with lucas where he's like hey i know what it's like to see something that most people don't believe in um you know and i know what it's like to lose somebody in your family in a really traumatic way whatever he's like hey kid um actually we're the same yeah and, <laughs> and like this kid he so draws him a little picture of his family and you're like oh yeah because so like lucas and andrea are like at the park and they walk up and they're like hey andrea can we go talk to your kid and she's like 
yeah sure so sam's like sitting with andrea chatting and dean is like talking to lucas and lucas is drawing and like not really acknowledging dean and dean's like yeah my mom also died here's a picture of my family that i drew for you and it's like it's so precious because dean is just like talking to this kid and he's like earlier he's like i'm not good with kids or sam's like you're not good with kids and then he is like the best with this child and it's just like it's with this this uh, specific child because yeah. they're trauma bonding. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. Um, there. But the the thing here is that then, like, because he's like he gives him the picture and he draws it, and then Lucas draws him a picture of a house, um, and he and, gives it to Dean, and and Andrea's like, um, this kid hasn't like spoken or acknowledged anybody in a while. Like, damn, that that's crazy. Um, thanks, Dean. And so then we cut to Bill Carlton is the dad of the girl that drowned in the beginning of the episode. Okay. Okay. Will Carlton is his son. And so, basically so they were both in the, they were both in the beginning. Yeah. So... Earlier, earlier Sam and Dean had gone to Bill Carlton's house. They run into Will. I can't believe their names are Bill and Will. Yeah, yeah. So Will is the son and they go and talk to Will and they're like, Hey, can we talk to your dad about your sister drowning? And Will was like, he's really upset don't talk to my dad right now he's really going through it um but he basically tells him like yeah my sister drowned it's really crazy because she like will is like i saw something pull her down but it was dark and i was far away so i didn't see what and it kind of seems like no one really believes him but he's like yeah no she totally knows that lake like she's a varsity swimmer she's been swimming in that lake her entire life it's right behind our house there's no reason that she would have drowned but obviously their dad is Bill is like really just messed up and heartbroken about it. Yeah. So then they, they go. Uh, so then right after this like little heartwarming moment, because this is supernatural, we go to something fucking horrifying. Yeah. Um, Which is Will, the, the son, the, the brother of the person from the cold open. He's like, Hey dad, like the dad's sitting in front of the TV, just like in a fugue state, totally depressed. He's like, Hey dad, do you want something to eat? And dad doesn't respond. So he's like, okay, I'm going to go make dinner. So he goes to go and make some dinner. And he's like chopping up some fish. And then the sink just starts filling up and the water's all nasty and black. And he goes to like pull um, the stopper out of the sink and he pulls it out and then it doesn't drain. So he's like, the sink is like full up with water. It's like a big basin sink. So he reaches in to go to like try to unclog the drain, I guess. And some force just like pulls him under the water and he just like this drowns is, in his sink this is literally my worst fear i do live in new york city where we do not have garbage disposals so i do have to reach in sometimes to get out whatever's you know clogging it so watching this is viscerally fucking terrifying no um, it's it's really like genuinely so upsetting yeah. it's like it's also so sad because the dad's like clearly depressed over the loss of his daughter and that his son also just dies yeah um so basically um then sam they find out and sam sam tells dean of like hey um the guy we just talked to you fucking died um <laughs> and they are like okay so 
whatever is in this lake has to know that this lake is being drained. Like, it has to be, like, it has to be, like, sentient of some kind. And they're, like, it, it, it's trying to get some sort of revenge. And then it's, like, it's running out of time to get its revenge. Um, yeah, because that's, the yeah. lake is being drained. And it's also, like, because, like, there have been a couple, like, situations in the past where there have been deaths but now it's like really picking up the pace because it's like this is something that's not like oh it's not a drowning this is like something was actively like oh shoot i gotta gotta put the pedal to the metal me just like procrastinating until the end. yeah but they're like oh it's, it's- about drive it's not about- <laughs> <laughs> this ghost um <laughs> so um it's hustling so they assume that the father, the one who was really sad, Bill Colton, has to be involved because it's been targeting his kids and his and his godson. While they're doing their research, they find out like Bill Carlton, who's the dad of the two people who have died, Lucas, who's the boy who saw his dad die, is his godson. So he so whatever this was intentionally killed Lucas's dad, Andrea's husband. In addition to Bill's kids. Yeah, it's so, so they're like, okay, they try to talk to Bill again. Nothing. He's like catatonic. I believe this is, this is the scene where they're on the dock and Bill's like, I am literally having one of those moments. Yeah. Get the fuck out. It's actually very visceral. Yeah, (laughs) he does specifically say to like losing, I've lost both my, both my children. It's worse than dying. So that's just an important thing to remember for later. Just remember that he says yeah. um, it's worse than dying. It's also um, very hard to watch that scene. Um, just knowing things that happen in Supernatural later. Because yeah. um, you're like, given the number of times that Dean and Sam die and then lose people close to them, this hits different. Um- <laughs> it's also just like really sad. Like the acting is really good here. <gasps> And it's genuinely like, dang, this is a man who's lost everything. It's really, really sad. It's yeah. one of the first, like, real, like, first real episodes of Supernatural where, like, the characters dying who aren't, like, the main characters, like, it really does, like, hurt. You're like, oh, death is bad. <laughs> no. Basically, they go visit the kid again, and Dean is, then Dean is like, I'm gonna have another therapy session. Well, so, no, no, first they, they, um... They find out that what happened with Will was all like, like Will Carlton, the boy who drowned, the boy, he's an adult, the guy who drowned in the sink. Dean looks at the picture that Lucas gave him earlier. Oh, and it's a drawing of their house. Yeah. So, so he's like, oh, wait a minute. They, I'm, I'm, I'm connecting the clues. And then Dean tells him his experience with his own mother. And Lucas gives him another another picture basically and there's like a house and there's like there there's a with a white church and there's like a boy and next to a bicycle it's like very specific and um so sam and Dean are like okay let's find the church let's find the house next to it they visit the woman who lives there they discover that her son a guy named peter vanished 35 years ago with his bicycle that was in the picture Ooh. um so Dean, when they're in his house, Dean sees a picture of the guy who disappeared, Peter, with Bill Carlton, the guy who's now just lost both of his kids. Um, and then they're like, okay, 
I think Bill might have killed Peter, and the lake is Peter's vengeful spirit. Ah, uh, shit. Um, yeah, so, they're like, this is this is a uh oh situation. This like, is one oh. of those situations we like to call bad. They're like, uh oh. Um, so they go back to like, oh oh. Also, sorry. In this situation, what really makes them connect the dots is when Peter Sweeney's mom, who's now like an old an older woman, says like. He never came home like Peter was supposed to come right home after school with his bike and he just never did losing. He's like, we just don't even know what happened to him. Losing your child is worse than dying. Yeah. So it's the yeah. same thing that that Bill Carlton said. Yeah. And um, so that's what makes them be like, oh, my God, it's trying to like this thing is trying to make Bill Carlton feel what Peter's mother did, which yeah. is bad. And so they go back to talk to Bill again to be like, hey, what the fuck? And they see Bill, like, going out into the middle of the lake with a boat. And they're like, uh. And then they see the boat flip over. And, and Bill immediately goes under the water. And they're like, uh-oh. Yeah. Um, then they do, like, maybe the most, like, normal thing they do. And go tell the police yeah. that someone died. Like, yeah. which is not something they do very often on this show, which is, like, follow the correct procedures for when bad things happen. But yeah, so they, but they go tell the sheriff. Yeah. Well, and this is also a very realistic part, too, because this is where the sheriff is like, I have realized you are not federal wildlife officers. You need to get the fuck out. There are people dying. And he's basically like, you have two choices here. I will arrest you because a bunch of people fucking just died. Or you can just fucking leave. So yeah. what are you going to do? While they're leaving the police station, Lucas is there like with his mom because they're coming to visit the grandpa who's the, the the chief of police. And Lucas sees Dean and sees them going to leave and like grabs Dean's arm and is like clearly distressed. And then they're like, okay, come on, let's go. So they leave. And so at first they're like, they leave. And I think they're like halfway out. And then Dean's like, no, we got to save these people. Like we have to turn back, whatever, like. And so, and they like, they yeah. sneak back in. And, and Sam, while they're driving, Sam is like, I don't understand why we want to go back. Like Bill Carlton, who's the guy who killed Peter, the little boy who died. He's, he's like, he's, dead. he's dead. What else is going to happen? And Dean's like, I don't know. I just got a weird feeling. I just, what if he's not like, what if there's something else? I just want to make sure Lucas is really upset. Like, I don't feel like we should leave until we figure out what's going on. Epic neurodivergent Dean literally with a neurodivergent child moment. He's like, um, I love that. On. And Sam's yeah. like, okay. So they go back. Um, and then and we get this like really scary scene. Actually, again, this episode is terrifying because yeah. this is this is like a classic horror scene situation. Yeah. Then we cut to the scene at Lucas and Andrea's house. Lucas is just drawing frantically. And Andrea's like, hey, baby, like, it's the middle of the night. Why are you up? Let's go to bed. So she puts him to bed. And we see on the ground, the picture he's drawing is just like a huge black spiral. Um, it's not really a spiral. It's just like a big black circle that he's just frantically drawing with crayons. And then Andrea's like, puts him to bed. And she, yeah, she goes to take a bath. And it's like, the and then the water fills up and it's the same like black water from the lake yeah. like it was in the kitchen sink and it does try to drown her in the bathtub and like i don't it's dean and sam do break into her house um <laughs> and they do save her like sam pulls her out yeah. of the water 
Um, because they come up, they come up to the door to like ring the doorbell to be like, "Hey, is Lucas all right?" And like, as soon as they press the doorbell, Lucas is like at the door and he pulls it open because he, like, when his mom is drowning, he's like banging on the bathroom door. Then Dean and Sam yeah. show up and he runs downstairs and is like, "Come help me!" This child, it's gets traumatized again. Yeah. So Sam like pulls her out of the water and she's like. Um, I heard a voice in the water that said, like, come play with me, which is, like, so stereotypical. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and then Dean starts, like, going through her photo albums and whatever, and he, he finds an old photo. It's a lot of, like, Dean, like, going through people's personal shit. Um, As he should. I feel like if anyone was going to go through my personal belongings, I'd want it to be Dean Winchester, because I feel like he'd find something important. But all of this stuff that's, like, not important. Here's the thing. I feel like... I would let Dean Winchester see my social security number because he wouldn't remember it. He He canonically does steal people's identity. That is true. (laughs) But I don't think he would remember it unless he wrote it down. So that's the thing is I feel like. I would let Dean Winchester look at my social security number. I would. (laughs) I think he does to run credit card scam. Okay. Yeah. But then I could be like, oh my God, Dean Winchester used me to run a credit card scam. He, he is he's going through her stuff and he finds an old picture of um her dad the sheriff and he is with um he's with peter the the guy who died 35 years ago and dean is like oh wait a minute um i think the sheriff jake um jake is also involved in peter's death and Peter's spirit is targeting both Bill and Jake's families. So Lucas, the kid, is he like he like leads them to the, a spot near the lake, um, and they like I don't know how he knows. And they dig up the bicycle from the story from they dig up Peter's bicycle from the dra- from the the drawing. Um, yeah, so they then- they find it like behind, and it's also like it's. It's not very far from the house because Andrea, yeah. Andrea and Lucas live with Jake, who's the, who's J- Lucas's grandpa and the sheriff. Yeah. So they, they are like, together. yeah, because after Andrea's husband died, they were like, we should probably not live by ourselves anymore. But yeah, they and, find and- it like not far from the house. So they're like, well, this is pretty much confirmation that he had something to do with it. And the sheriff, the sheriff, he appears and he, he literally holds the brothers at gunpoint. It's kind of a crazy episode because, like, usually, like, at the, you know, climax part of the episode, there's, like, a monster that is, you know, threatening them or whatever. And at this point, we were like, nope, he is, they are being held at gunpoint by the sheriff. Yeah. Um, and he's like, yeah, I, me and Bill, we buried the bike after we accidentally drowned Peter and we did let his body sink into the lake. And they're um, like, they're like, please like if you still had the body we'd be able to salt it and burn it and get his spirit to leave but you let the body sink to the lake so you guys need to leave and get out of town and jake is like you guys are being ridiculous can you hear yourselves like there's no spirit it's all just an accident how dare you say that and then um andrea jake's daughter walks out and she's like dad is this true and he's like listen to them they sound ridiculous that's not true and they're like yeah, it is. You guys need to leave town as soon as possible. Yeah. And then, then- <laughs> and then immediately um the child Lucas gets like pulled into the yeah. lake. Well, they but- look over and they see him like walking towards the lake and like reaching his hand in and they're like, stop, don't. 
And so, like, Dean and Sam have to, like, jump in the lake after this kid. Um, and then, and they do not find him. And the grandfather, Jake, does jump into the lake. And he's treading water in the lake. And he's like, hi, ghost of Peter, I am so sorry. Please, like, take me instead of yeah. my grandson. And, and then there's, like, there's a part where we see, like, as as the grandpa, like, decides to walk into the lake, there's a part where we see, like, the top of Peter's head just, like, peeking out of the water. And it's all, like, greed and gross. Like, he's clearly, like, dead. And it's really scary. It's- and then he goes under. And then grandpa's like, I gotta go. And he walks and he's like, I'm so sorry. We were just kids. We didn't know. Lucas is just a little boy. It's like, it's fucking horrible. And then, uh, yeah, then he gets dragged under the water and then Dean is able to like pull Lucas out. Um, and then they like, and then everybody's fine and whatever. Um, and like they cut to like when Sam and Dean are like leaving the town. Um, and Andrea and Lucas, um, they're like, they're saying goodbye to him and they're like, we made you some sandwiches. And he's like, and the kid like start, starts talking to him and whatever. And Dean's like, oh, maybe I do like kids. Yeah. Um, Not and- D- Dean getting baby fever. <laughs> Literally, this does happen to him often in this yeah. show. And then Andrea's like, thanks for saving us and does give him a kiss on the cheek. And you're like, what? No, is she, no she gives him a kiss on the mouth. Oh my God. Like her, her son is standing right there and she's like bye Dean and gives him a big kiss on the mouth right in front of Sam and her son Sam's like I, I'm very uncomfortable with the energy we have in the studio today yeah and then and then Dean leads down to this child and he's like all right so Sam goes to talk to Andrea really quick and be like hey like are you okay and Andrea's like not I guess like my dad that's a lot to deal with but like I know he loved me and he loved Lucas and you guys saved my son so like I'm really upset but you know I'm gonna be okay it, it, it's fine thank you guys and then you cut to Dean talking to Lucas and he's like all right if you're gonna be talking now remember this phrase I taught you what is it and the kids go sampling rules and you're like this child is going to be bullied at school no <laughs> literally I'm like Dean you're you're hurting this child actively is this child like the same age as we are because like how old is this kid in oh my god you're right like he was probably like probably like i was like probably like between like 10-ish maybe i would say in 2006 all right so i was in like so. the sixth grade so i was like 12 11 12 so this this child is around the same a little younger than me <laughs> yeah oh my god <laughs> by the time so like if i'm i am imagining me at that time in elementary school saying <laughs> zeppelin rules and getting fucking bullied. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god the idea of dean being like here you go little buddy Go, go get bullied. Go on, champ. <laughs> Hi, your dad and your grandpa just died and you did watch it happen. Now you're going to get bullied in school. Yeah. Um, it, uh. it is kind of an epic neurodivergent moment where he's like, oh my God, I must share. I must share the, the I do love hyperfixation with you. Chronic info dumper Dean Winchester is very powerful to me, actually. <laughs> that actually means a lot. But so, so then they get in the car. They're like, goodbye. And they drive off into the sunset. And you're like, I don't wow. think it's the sunset. I think it's like the middle of the day. Yeah, it is the middle of the day. But it's it's literally this episode is very much like it, we have now established a pattern where Dean flirts with a woman um who may or may not kiss him on the mouth. 
Um, because I believe in the in the prior episode, she kisses him on the cheek. She does. Um, so yeah, so she kisses Dean on the cheek before she had gotten in the episode with the Wendy boy. Before she had gotten into the ambulance to go with her brother, she had been like, "Thank you, goodbye," and gave him a kiss on the cheek. I I and you're once like- again with Sam standing right there, like, <laughs> "Where where's my kiss?" Literally. Uh, well, I, it does. As you we will soon learn when Sam's romantic exploits end in disaster all the time um so he's just like all right i'm done with this um and uh it, so it's it's very funny for <laughs> sam is just the the standing guy emoji just standing there like um <laughs> i feel like sam literally is just like hey anyway this episode is very it's very other than the weird heterosexuality at the end um it's very good and it's very scary and it's very sad and it's it's very much a whodunit um yeah. kind of and but it's also much like the last one it's establishing some things that supernatural will then build on a lot which are okay if there's a vengeful spirit we need to burn the body or is the body accessible or um what's the other one of like okay, like, did this person have, like, various questions, like, did this person have any enemies or do something that would, yeah. mean that they would be targeting them or their loved ones? Like, it's very procedural. Like, it, it's a really interesting mix of, like, procedural and, like, horror, because it, it really does give a lot of that, like, oh, it's like, we're gonna go do the research, and we're gonna go figure out, like, let's, by process of elimination, we're gonna figure out what the enemy is in this episode. Yeah. Well, and in the research as well, I mean, they established this in the past two episodes as well, where they established, like, if there has been, like, regular killings over, like, regular periods of time, like, that indicates something or they've all been in the same way or whatever. So, like, it's almost it's like holding your hand to be like, you can be a hunter, too. <laughs> like, yeah. In every episode. I think that's why this uh, this show does make people feel crazy because they're like, hmm, maybe I could do that. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, um, <laughs> I think that that's something that I love about stuff is when it gives you the opportunity to figure out what is going on at the same time as the characters. I think there's a lot of shows that will have this issue and a lot of stuff in general where some character will know something, like one of the POV characters will know something that you don't know. And as they're solving it, they'll be like, ah, oh, here's something I figured out while I was doing whatever. And it almost feels like unfair. But with this, it's like, oh, all the information is there and you're learning it at the same time as the POV characters. So you can theoretically solve the mystery at the same time as them. Or what's even better is if you know what happens, you can rewatch it and be like, look, here's all the little hints and here's yeah. how I could have figured it out. Yeah. And and later on in this series, Supernatural will, it'll feel like whiplash when they'll be like, this is very plot heavy and we're getting very big and whatever. And then they'll flip back to something like very formulaic like this and you'll be like, whoa, but you have done it so many times that you're like, oh, it's probably a XYZ. And you're like, wow i am so look at me i am uh and then and then you're like wow this has created brain rot in my brain yeah that's yeah, I, mean, I feel so, like that's the that's the concept of supernatural this has created brain rot in my brain it, this has literally created brain rot oh i forgot they do mention the loch ness monster and lake champlain in this episode because they they're like, do it's a monster in the lake and like no it's just like a sad child who dad ex died accidentally yeah it's really awful i'm like the loch ness monster would never do this 
Uh, I will also say um, something that the continuity section of the wiki brings up is that Dean mentions that he used to be fond of um, army men figurines. (laughs) I love how they type this out. Um, And in the season five finale swan song, which is said to be one of the best it's one of the best ones and a lot of people say oh the show ended after that i didn't really be watching swan song is a very classic episode um the an army an army man figurine figures very heavily into it so you know just a little just a little easter egg for, for for everybody listening um man i just thought about the swan song episode and did sort of get a little oh my god up. Well, that's what's nice. If you keep listening to the Mystery Spotcast, eventually we'll get there. <laughs> eventually we'll get there in three years. Thanks for listening. If you want to hear more from us, check out Rupalp's Padres, a queer Star Wars podcast. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts, we are two of the hosts on that show. And it's very fun if you're into Star Wars. You can also follow us on social media at Mystery Spotcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Even if you don't use it as your podcatcher, it's really helpful. See you next Tuesday for more slaying people, queer bidding things, the supernatural business. Bye.